good Tuesday morning or whatever day and time you're looking at this at, good that time and that day to you. I am going to be talking today about the education system. If you if you listened to my video yesterday, uh, it was a clip. Well, not a clip. It was basically the entire the entirety of the interview I did on under the radar on Sunday on the Gael channel and. Three of the problems I spoke about, the three problems, let me see if I could recall that, the three problems I spoke about was the immigration in Trinidad, the present setup that we have right now. Uh, I believe the second was the freedom and rights discussion, especially with this pandemic and the lockdowns, etc. But the third of them was the education system. And I think, especially with what is, what is in the news now, the education system should be under some stronger stronger spotlight i also saw very interesting in the news for those who are interested in such things marshall montano's fat is taking itself to mexico isn't it strange it's the same place our trinidad cement limited is mexico unique anyway but it's not the fat we're talking about not the parties we're talking about the schooling and it was announced recently that the shots that they're trying to get more more school children to take the pfizer shots the the plan is soon to have them in schools coming next month uh, one of the one of the statements i still didn't find the quote if you looked at that in the interview i still didn't find who the quote was from i'm not sure i think it was lenin or stalin or someone of those kind of murderous guys there are multiple of those those guys in that murderous <laughs> in that murderous realm and it was someone of them who spoke about if you really want to take over a country, if you really want to control a country, you start with the schools because it's the next generation that you have to take over with. It's very difficult to go in there and try to change the minds of a, a lot of mature people. So that's what you do with the next generation. It's also very interesting. I saw someone point out that it's not coincidental. The word kindergarten, the beginning of all schooling, is a German word because Part of the public school philosophy, part of the schooling philosophy we live with right now, there's a philosophy behind it. And it, it, it makes sense if you have a child in the system, if you know someone in the system, if you'd like to give someone advice that is within this education system to have an understanding of it. There's a philosophy behind the way our education system is presently set up. And part of that philosophy, there's a part of that philosophy that leans into the side. As I said, it was a German philosophy. It started way back, I believe, uh, the German head. What would he have been those times? I, I can't remember what you'd call the leader of the of German back then, but it would have been a guy called Bismarck. Let me see if I could find what he would have been. Yes, Otto van Bismarck. He was the prince of Bismarck and he was also the chancellor of Germany. And it was part of their philosophy in teaching school children and teaching the children in the society to grow up according to the state's edict. So you grow up with an understanding of how the state wants you to act. This group of people that control the government in your country, they also control the schooling and they, many people you'd hear them when they speak about the education system, they're training children not to be educated, not to be knowledgeable, but to be good citizens and to be a good citizen requires certain things and that's a lot of what is in schooling is more about creating good citizens than just educating you and personally if i don't have any children yet but i think when it comes to educating my child i'd prefer you give them knowledge 
and leave a lot of the rest out of it. And some of what is going on currently in our school system is exposing some of the roots of this, of this ideology behind schooling that leans into the government, the state, those in authority have better knowledge of how to raise your children. Drop a comment. If you, if you haven't clicked that like button yet, please do click that like button. You can give it a gentle tap, just a soft tap to make sure it's, it's, it's clicked and selected and then move on and, and leave a comment next. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think. Do you think that our present system that seems to lean towards the state knowing best when it comes to growing and rearing children, do you think that is an ideal that is a wise way to go about child rearing in a society or do you think it should be left up to the up to the parents and we'd allow societal norms that influence the parents to then influence the children through the parents own belief system tell me what do you think do you think that is a is a better way to do it let's see what you think okay now to the news vaccines in schools coming next month says minister Education Minister Dr. Nayan Gadsby-Dolly says 25% of, of pupils between the ages of 12 and 18 years have been vaccinated, according to the latest data from the Health Ministry. Speaking to the Express yesterday at the St. Augustine Girls High School, the minister said discussions are underway with the Health Ministry to have vaccines available at schools from next month to ensure wider access, especially to those for those in the rural communi communities. Okay, I understand that to to make the vaccines accessible because some people may want to be vaccinated but it may be difficult for them to get access to the vaccine location so having it in an area in the school if the if the student must go to the school then they would have access to the vaccines there the question i believe i'm almost sure looking at what this is and knowing trinidad and knowing how people operate i think one of the problems that is going to create eventually is there may be issues where, with permission. Issues with permission because the vaccines may be available in schools. You have a situation where the state, the health officials, possibly the school officials, all agree this vaccine should be given to the student. And if you have a situation where the student agrees with that, and then a situation where a parent disagrees with that, what is going to happen then? Is it possible for there to somehow be an agreement between student, state, school, excluding the parents for the vaccine? Even if you believe the vaccine is a positive thing, this shot is a positive thing, it would do good to these children and to these students. Do you think that you would allow for such an eventuality? Because I am sure if, if, if steps aren't put in place to prevent for that, it's going to have some situations where that may occur because there are already some parents who are more hesitant than their children. And if you have a parent more hesitant than a child, mm, some strange things could happen there. Gatsby Dali and Minister Gatsby Dali and Minister in the Ministry of Education, Lisa Morris Julian, were at SAGS for the official commissioning of the Jennifer Beckles Performing Arts Center. On August 18th, the Education Ministry began vaccinating children 12 and 18, 12, children, 12 and 18, I believe that's children, between the ages of 12 and 18 years old using the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley has said that fully vaccinated pupils from forms, from forms 4 to 6 will be allowed to resume 
physical classes from October 1st. And that, that statement from the Prime Minister precipitated some disagreement from the school union, the teachers union, not the school union, the teachers union. The teachers union in Trinidad, I don't have much of a problem with our teachers union here. But when I look at many teachers unions around the world, particularly in the United States, many of those teachers unions are kind of in contrast to what is beneficial to the students because you have the case, you have the case where the teachers are being represented by a union and what the aim of a union is to represent the best interests of the teachers and now the best interests of the teachers would not always be in line with the best interests of the students and if you have a case where teachers unions now have billions of dollars and they have so much resources and so much years of power behind them that they could get things done better than anything any student advocacy group could get so you have a union seeking the benefit of the teachers, no union seeking the benefit of the students. So the system always ratchets. You know what a ratchet is if you're a mechanic or you're into tools. A ratchet tightens one way. So it could make a lot of noise going the other way, but it only tightens one way. And that's what I think happens when you have unions only seeking the interests of teachers. Over time, what you would have is a system where the teachers alone, well not the teachers alone, but the teachers predominantly are the beneficiaries of the system because they have unions seeking their interests. But who is the union seeking the interests of the students? The union, I suppose, is supposed to be the parents, but a PTA is not as powerful as a teacher's union. And a PTA has the, the, even, the most, even the most serious member of a PTA may only last there for what seven years if their child goes to a seven-year school and then they leave a union may have members for 40 years and millions even billions of dollars anyway i don't think our ttuta tutor i don't think they are necessarily that bad yet but it should it should be of interest to keep an eye to see where their trends lead a logistical nightmare. Tutor slams government back to school plan. This is how a logistical nightmare. This is how the Trinidad and Tobago Unified Teachers Association is describing the government's plan to physically reopen schools for only fully vaccinated fourth, fifth, and sixth form pupils from October 1st. Tutor second vice president, Kirla, is that Kyrla? How do you pronounce K-Y-R-L-A? Kirla. Robertson said the association is looking forward to discussions with the Ministry of Education as it irons out how the arrangement will work. When it comes to, to names, I that's something I always can I always think about as we're talking about schools. When I'm thinking about naming, I find some parents the cruel in the names. They, not necessarily to Miss Kula. This is I just saw your name and thought of this. This isn't necessarily at your name. Nice name, but some parents I wonder, didn't you have school days? Don't you know what is going to happen to a child? If you give them a name resembling something, I always wonder about that. If you're a parent and you're going to name your child, consider the school days. Remember your school days. Children can be very cruel. 
it is going to be a logistical nightmare because our T3 teachers in the secondary schools teach from Forms 1 to Form 6. So timetabling them to be face-to-face -to, -face to deal with Forms 4 to 6 and still having to carry the load of teaching Forms 1 to 3 is going to be problematic, she explained in a phone interview with The Express yesterday. What they were pointing out is the logistical nightmare it's going to be. Because as it is planned, what, what, we, what I've heard bandied around is a kind of parallel education system. You know, we like that term parallel health system. So now the plan is partly to have a parallel education system. As grand as that may be, do you have the resources to do it? And that's what Twitter was talking about. If you have the same teachers who would have been teaching from ones to six. Remember, if you're teaching that in one school, even if your timetable is filled, it's one school and you have 40 students per, per class somewhere around that. I don't think that number was ideal in the first place, but what Tutor is saying is now, a lot of these classes would have to be reduced to eight and 10 people. How many classes need to happen for you to get through a 40 person class now that there are eight and 10 people? But maybe in the long run, this change to a smaller class might actually be beneficial to us. The wonder though on tutor's side is the feasibility of it. For the state, it's, it's beautiful for the state to throw out these grand plans that we are going to do this and we are going to do the education system like this. And what is going to happen is this. I mean, the state, all they have to do is say the plan to the media and it sounds great. But when it comes to the actual execution of the plan, these your workers, your employees, these teachers, are they capable of even beside the number of them, if we have enough teachers to do exactly the system that we want. Are the teachers even capable of teaching in the new style that you want? Are they trained to teach like that? Do you know if they are able to do that? As I've said before, online teaching, online learning, this is what I'm doing here, making a video 20 minutes long, however long it comes out. <clears throat> to get people, to get you, the listener, to pay attention, is not something any and everyone can do. I would like, possibly before we have, uh, this could sound cruel, but possibly before we have teachers doing online classes, give them a 25 minute, allow them to rec record a video for 25 minutes, play it for an adult and see if the adult stays awake for the 25 minutes before you tell a teacher to go into a class and try to keep eight or how much ever students they keep their attention glued for that length of period online. It's not something any and everyone can do. And many of these teachers may have been insulated from this modern world. Many of them wouldn't have been making YouTube videos or any kind of videos otherwise. So maybe what we need is a different kind of teacher. I'm not sure, but that's from the government side. Their side, I don't envy them. There are some extremely difficult decisions that I don't think may have any right answers in the long term, and that's the decisions that they have to make. But on the parent side, I think now is the time. If you do have children in the school system, now is the time. If you if you cannot afford it, if you are not able to successfully do it, I can understand that. But now is the time to look at ways of taking control over more of your child's education. Homeschooling sounds great, but not everyone can do it. But I think many of the times, homeschooling and find, figuring out other ways to educate your child might actually be way more effective than giving them wholesale over to a school system that don't really care for their individuality. Each child is different. I, I teach. 
I teach lessons sometimes sometimes and I'm thinking also about starting up some pod form classes in the new two small probably three to four student classes because something I've noticed it's nearly impossible to really really get through topics and teach topics to 40 class to 40 student classes you don't reach everyone in that level in that size of classes especially the teaching style that is is out there now I think it's flawed anyway let's get on to what tutor said further on Tutor, face-to-face -face classes will mean 8 to 10 pupils. Robertson said, while there was no discussion between tutor and Ministry of Education regarding only allowing fully vaccinated pupils out to school, tutor suspected that something along that line would have been eventually developed. If you looked at the second draft document that was put out, you would see it was not specifically laid out in terms of vaccinated and unvaccinated, but there was some trend developing towards trying to have teachers to do this double tasking, which in itself posed the problem to us and we raised opposition to it at those discussions she said listen if someone has that second draft document if you have any one of the draft documents see if you could send that to me I've been trying to access that I would like to read what exactly the plans are because I saw the minister in when when she was asked further on about the disagreements tutor had with their current plans the minister said they would elucidate those plans further on in the week. I think we are reaching the point when all of those plans should have been clearly elucidated. Didn't we know, well, we should have known at the start of this two months vacation that at the end of the two months vacation, school would have to reopen in some form. Wouldn't it have made sense to clearly outline how we were planning to do that at the start of the two months? I, 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 I always assume when I see things like this, there must be something I am missing. Because if I am, if I am in this ministry, if I'm in control of this ministry, from, from January, this is supposed to be the plan. We're supposed to be doing logistics, speaking to teachers, speaking. And I saw they did that. I saw an interview with my brother. And I, I think if you are trying to do online schooling speak to people who are successful at it and i saw they did an interview with him with a sit down with the minister that was what something like five months ago what was the what was the result of that what did we learn from that why why are we still waiting to see how this school system is going to run in the new term or is it just that it is going to run? They, they have already outlined how it's going to happen. And it's already obvious to everyone else. And I'm just missing it. Tell me, am I just missing it? And on top of that, beside all of the education worries and education problems that always existed in the system since the system existed. Now we have the pandemic worries. And if you send students out to school and you give them a list of guidelines, how effective are children students in keeping guidelines and if these guidelines are said to be extremely important for the safety and the health of the entire country are you sure these students would be keeping these guidelines i saw a video showing some some young people out eating in front of a subway sitting eating kfc in front of a subway and when they were told they even ignored the instruction Young people under 18 aren't even prosecuted as adults because we we give them we give them the the leeway that they their brain isn't fully formed yet so they aren't fully responsible for what they do. 
And if that is the assumption we have, how are they going to be able to keep up with very stringent, strict measures that need to be kept to keep this virus at bay? I'm not sure. I don't think I can fully see how this feasibility works. You tell me what you what you see, if you can see it working, and I hope you're entertained or informed. And that's all I have for now. And I'll see you tomorrow. Feel the music rising with the time.